0: Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist. Where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental. Dot org and become a student member today. You're going to love your benefits. Do it now
1: What is up guys it's your boy Matt Havis back at it with the Dental Student Advice podcast and today we have an awesome interview for you We have Bahar Jalalian. She is a D3 at the Dental College of Georgia She is truly a wonderful student she cares so much about her patients and we thought we'd give you an insight on the future of dentistry and the next generation and the ones phasing in coming out of dental school. So we sit down with her today. We discuss social media and how to have a good active presence on there while you're trying to build your network and everything and how you can do that well and successfully so that way you can have that good network to help you get jobs or to give you more information, whatever you need to help you become the best dentist you could possibly be. So. We had an awesome chat with her. Uh, stay tuned for part two, which is going to come out soon. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Give us a like, comment, review. Make sure you share it to a friend. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we could do better for you. And, uh, you know, it's crazy out there. So stay safe and bye on. And we're
2: good. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes podcast. I'm Seth Kalish. I'm here with Matthew Havis, Cole Herzik, and today we have our very, very special guest, Bahar. Bahar, how are you today?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys?
2: Great to see you. So Bahar has got to be one of the most influential people on social media. She's got an amazing Instagram. First of all, Bahar, how do you say your last name?
3: Oh, but I want to hear you inter- like say it first.
2: I, I don't even know how
4: to begin. <laughs> I was going to say, I was I wanted to go Hispanic, but you're not Hispanic. So I was going to go yeah. Halalian, but I know that's probably wrong.
3: No, no, no. Not Hispanic, not Latina, but I wish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so how do you say it?
3: Uh, Jalalian. Jalalian.
2: Jalalian. It. Jalalian. That's like the
1: Americanized version, if it was Hispanic. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I
3: joke all the time that I'm like they couldn't have put more Allah in my name if that gives you
2: exactly Exactly. so Bahar you have got a great following and you are very adamant about posting on social media so what kind of inspired you to go down that route like you're posting all the time and it's great like you, you do a lot of outreach a lot of advocacy for the dental profession and dental students
3: Wow, you're the ultimate hype man. Uh, I don't think I do that much. There's definitely people out there better than me. But um, one thing that I think got me going is that I didn't have any social media before dental school Uh, no Facebook, no Instagram, nothing. I like barely had a cell phone. I got a cell phone like right before starting dental school I was the girl people were emailing to get in touch with Um, (laughs) yeah I was a literature major total like old school books and everything and um when I started dental school someone had told me that if you want to do well here you need to like network you need to make friends you need to you know go on the Facebook page for your dental class so my first social media was just joining my um Facebook group for my new dental class. Um, And then I guess, I guess it's because it's addictive or something, but something got me for like moving with it. And it was just really, really, I don't know, it just made me feel good to be able to connect with other people in dentistry. And it did, I feel like it helped me so much to have people who've been through it before. But on that note, like even the guy who ran the Facebook page. He asked one of my roommates, is this a real girl? Like, I thought this was a robot. And then <laughs> girl, she's, she wants to join our Facebook page. Yeah.
4: <laughs> that's so funny. No, and it's great. Just like Seth said, I mean, your social media presence is clearly made apparent to everyone. I mean, students of dentistry, dentists of Insta, women in healthcare, and all these things. And that's been phenomenal. And I think especially for you as well, I mean, I'm sure being featured on women in healthcare, I'm sure that means a lot to you.
3: Yeah, it's huge. It, um, I mean, I'm, I'm so appreciative when anybody features me like big or small, it just means it means the world to me that someone like I was able to touch someone in some way and have an impact on their lives. But um, definitely a huge thing for me is women empowerment and trying to help if I can. My my biggest thing is I, if I can inspire one little girl to be like, I want to be a dentist, that's just that would be the biggest win for me so that's a huge win when, when things like women in healthcare like feature me it means a lot
2: that's awesome Bahar. We we love to see it so i'm gonna take a quick moment and uh just let everybody know about asda district five we're repping big time from district five bahar you're in district five as well yes. but also november is advocacy month so let's talk a little bit about advocacy i'm going to drop this information and then i'm out we actually have an advocacy meeting and you guys will discuss all about Bihar. so real quickly. Uh, coming up in advocacy month we're going to be having a molar bear coloring page, you can craft your own molar bear and we're also going to have instagram bingo there's also an as the action competition, the uh, school the chapter with the highest sign up percentage wins national recognition to bring an advocacy speaker to campus or virtual event we're also going to have some webinar promotions there's also an advocacy certificate program that is going to be run by a point system so keep your eyes open for that and then also we're going to be publishing the national advocacy report uh, update let everybody know what's going on in national asda and also within our district so guys love Love, love you guys, our audience, our listeners. Peace out. You guys take it away. Bingo. Bahar, great talking to you. We'll talk soon.
4: <laughs> All right. So Bahar, you are now a D3. You're in clinic. How's it going so far?
3: Um, I I'm loving it so, so, so much. It's um not without its stress, but I was, I was the dental student that was sitting in class and doubting everything. I don't know if, you know, if anybody can relate, um, but I, I would just like, for me, it wasn't really clicking in the classroom. And now being with patients finally, it just feels like I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. So um, I'm really, really grateful that our school has opened up its clinic and is giving us the opportunity to work with patients um, it's it's definitely much more limited because of our current situation so it's not the d3 that i was expecting um right. i kind of posted about that there's but it's understandable with the situation we are now but i'm happy i'm so so happy to be a d3 so everyone who's in d1 d2 keep going there's i think it gets better yes there's. i can, light. I
4: can relate Right. I'm a D2 yeah. myself and I look at these guys and I say, you know, I can't imagine the struggle and the hustle to get to the point that they're at now. And I see, you know, they're still in the clinic just like you are and they're killing it and they're actually, you know, moving themselves forward. They're not, they're, you know, taking the punches as they come, but still
1: moving forward and still learning. Lots of punches. Lots, Lots of punches. Of punches. <laughs> <laughs> a couple uppercuts. Yeah. 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 They catch you with a haymaker every so often. I um, I can relate to you though. I really like that you, you said like a it- you had doubts and it didn't click initially like in the classroom i yeah. felt the same way because i could speak to patients and everything i feel comfortable in clinic you know mm-hmm. i walk in i'm like i'm home when i was in the classroom i'd walk in like god i can't wait for this hour to be over or, i can't wait <laughs> for this exam to be done with you know i felt the same way even in, in sim lab too like you're cutting plastic teeth but it's completely different than a natural tooth yeah
3: 100 yeah. percent. i don't know what it is you'd think that it's harder on a real person. And I am not, not saying it's not, you know, this is a challenging um, field that we're in, but for some reason, when I'm in clinic, I can I can do a restoration, but not on a practical.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so funny. They're like, cut the bridge prep. And you're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. that's tough. And then they're like, do, do some crowns. And you know, you're cutting the crowns, you're getting like 75s, 80s, and then you're on the patient and it looks beautiful. And you're like, did I do that? Did I just do that? Yeah, you know, I'm like, you're ready to post that to Instagram or something and you see it. I mean, so yeah. I can relate. I, I I see what you're talking about. So at least we're in the same, you know, we have people that feel the same way.
3: Exactly, and um, I think that it the same feeling has kind of come across with most of my classmates is that um, practical days are completely different from when you're in clinic and when you're, I don't know if it's the adrenaline or just the fact that you're taking care of a human being. Um, it all just feels so much better. Um, and I think if if anything, if I would just like throw out the challenges with clinic, for me, I've not found them to be much so like so much the dentistry aspect of it. It's been like patient management or like business aspects, <laughs> um, you know, dealing with biz- the business office and getting a patient to come in your chair and, you um, those kinds of things, or, or scheduling patients, which we have to do. And I don't know, I don't know about you guys. Like some schools don't have to do that.
1: Um, we we manage a lot too. Like we have to check in with the patients that we're given and stuff. And we have to start scheduling them because if they don't, we have to. So. Okay.
3: But they do they schedule you guys? Like do they um, schedule patients for you? Give you patients?
1: They do. They do. Okay.
3: Lucky lucky ducks. You guys do all you do
4: all of your scheduling.
3: Yeah. So we have, um, oh, we have chair release and it is the, the most stressful day of my life. Every time we have chair release. Um, and the chairs are available at 1215 on chair release day and it's the hunger games. We all go on our, on axiom and we try and get chairs, the chairs that we need for our patients oh, and wow. then we have to go and call our patients if they're available on the day that we booked a chair
4: oh no oh my
3: god um, sometimes like and and people have different strategies some people call a patient before and they say can you come in and then they pray that they get that chair on that day um but sometimes it doesn't work out and it leads to a lot of cancellations and a lot of
1: right lot um, yeah.
3: yeah so it's that that's why i feel like we're more than just here at the dental school we're literally schedulers we're our de- own dental assistants sometimes we're we're everything um
1: you wear every hat i mean i yeah. you know you know and, and we're blessed at our school they do schedule for us i have to admit so i can't even imagine like what what you guys go through to trying to do that like the chair release and all that stuff i'm getting yeah. excited just thinking about it. i haven't even experienced it right I'm-
3: So nervous every time we do it, Um, and especially now another thing that's changed with our situation is that uh, because of COVID, there are fewer chairs available and with aerosol generating procedures like operative, when we get an operative chair or a fixed chair, we have to have an assistant or we cannot schedule a patient that day. Really? Oh, wow. I also have to find a classmate who's willing to help me that day.
4: Okay, well, that's nice, though, that you have a classmate that can help. That's you. True. That is really yeah. nice. Um, yeah. because, I mean, you know, pre COVID times, especially, you know, you're yeah. usually everyone's in clinic at the same time. So who is there really to help you unless somebody really didn't have anything going on. So yeah. I mean, now it's kind of nice. You probably have a lot more people that are willing to help you because they're like, all right, well, I'm not really doing anything. So sure. I give you a shot, which is great.
3: It's so wonderful. It makes the world of a difference when you've got a teammate there with you. Right, you know?
1: especially somebody where if you're not exactly sure about something, they can kind of help you out. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, Do
4: you remember the parameters on this? Exactly.
3: Was just this off.
4: supposed to be a chamfer or a shoulder? I don't quite remember. <laughs>
3: exactly. And then they're like, I got you. And they're like Googling it over here.
1: <laughs> they're standing behind the patient. The patient has no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If only the patient's new.
3: Yeah. OK,
1: so yeah. you could appreciate this. Have you do patient management? You say it's the hardest part. Have you ever had like a difficult patient where there's just a pain in your ass like from the get go, like when, once they sit in the chair, like, there's going to be a long appointment?
3: Oh my goodness, yes. And I don't like to bash patients because if I have a patient, I'm blessed. So
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: right.
3: I love them. I'm like, I'll do anything for you. But um yeah, <laughs> well no, not anything. But um I did have someone who and and it's not the patient's fault. They they live quite far mm-hmm. from um which is is a really difficult thing to manage already the fact that they they live quite far but it was just a situation and i'm I'm still treating this patient um so it's one of my um complete denture patients and they live so far and as you guys know making dentures is a process and then making dentures at a dental school
0: yeah is another,
3: uh. is process. So having someone be so far away can be hard to manage because you need so many appointments. Um, and so I had the patient on the phone. And I had not even having met the patient yet. It was just my first introductory call. Like, hi, my name is Bahar. I'm um, a third year dental student at the Dental College of Georgia. I'm just calling to say you're in my patient population can't wait to meet you wanted to know if you want to um, schedule an appointment with me.
0: Sure. Um,
3: get a call back saying, um, yes, I want an appointment. I'm coming in from out of town on this day and I want my dentures. And okay <laughs> and, and, and I had to like have call back and have a conversation about there are so many steps to making a denture. We have to make impressions. We have to then make custom impressions. We have to, like there's a long process. and so I apologize. Um, And I even understand if you do not want these to be made here at the school because it's such a long process. And um, the patient said that they already had impressions made before COVID. And so you can make the dentures from those impressions. (laughs) So so it's just, yes. And it's just, um, it's interesting because I understand too, that a lot of people are just not educated about dentistry. And so it's a big thing that um i think that we need to educate more people on the field and kind of explain the work that goes into everything that we do
1: right
3: like i wish i could maybe 3d print a denture from an impression or from a maybe from a you know from scan or something right. maybe the future it takes us there but like right now i'm a student in a dental school and i need at least 11 appointments
1: <laughs> you're you're, um, you're sitting there mixing polysulfide master cast you're doing the whole thing yeah
3: yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so and and then like it alginate, I don't even know when that impression was taken cuz we, right. you know, it was a transfer patient from a previous dental student, you know. So, Wow.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, those one of those things, you know, thank goodness for the people that work in labs that do all this wonderful work for the private practitioners, absolutely, that's amazing. You know, God bless you all, you're phenomenal. Thank you, keep doing what you're doing. Um, Dental students, obviously we have to suffer, but however, I will touch on the fact that it's important to kind of know what goes into the process. And even if you're not gonna do it on a day-to-day basis, at least understand it enough that if you had to do it, you could, Um, because it's funny, we just had an interview yesterday um, with the doctor name is Dr. Uh, Chitra Durgam and she is a big proponent of, you know, like, she's like many hats, just like Matt said about being kind of like the ringleader in a sense where she knows everything that's happening. And then she delegates, but she knows how to do everything. She's like, I know how to do all the books. I know how to do everything at the front desk. I know how to do every demo procedure, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Um, I know how to do all the lab work. I know how to do basically everything that happens within my office. But then once I learned how to do everything, then I delegated. So that say that, you know, there's some kind of kink or chain in the system. I can come pick up the slack or if need be, I can do it someday. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's a one nice aspect to think about. Like a good sharp facet. very sharp, sharp. And then you talked also about to speak of Dr. Durgum, She's also got this great, and you might be interested in this Bahar is that she is um, developing a system to where that's going to be compatible with Alexa. I don't know if you have an Alexa, um, but
3: she just got a cell phone,
4: right? She just got brain. a cell phone, right? Okay, well, we'll, we'll, take, a, we'll take a break from that one yeah. step at a time. But however, if you-
3: Same as Alexa, i right. no, kidding. I know what you're talking about. Right.
4: So she has an Alexa, right? And she's saying she's developing this program that patients can download into their Alexa. And you can ask Alexa questions about dental work, about you know what your dentist gave you like, hey, Alexa, uh, tell me what the post-operative instructions I just got from Dr. Durham's office. And you'll be able to play them. So rather than, you know, you have to just kind of like memorize everything the dentist told you or like go off of, you know, what they wrote down on a piece of paper for you to read, it yeah. will repeat the instructions on demand whenever you want them, whenever you need them. And then even more information, like can explain something a little bit better. That's something she's working on and she's working about getting it in motion next month. So that's amazing.
3: I love that. I absolutely love that. I think like it's it's interesting too, and I can't wait to begin working in like starting practicing because right now too i feel like my demographic is a certain age group Mm -hmm. and so i'm accommodating my style of dentistry to a certain age group but i can't wait to like move into a practice and kind of see because all these modern things too if i start having like you know patients in their 20s to 40s and kind of who are interested in applications and i think that's 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 exciting for me too. So maybe I do need to get an Alexa so I can can speak to young folks like you.
1: Right now. So, so you talk about like with, um, you know, patient care and everything. Is there anything that draws you towards, you know, certain procedures or anything that you can help patients with? Some people, like I hated dentures when we first started, like making them in the sim lab, but after seeing like, I'll use, like I had an old patient and to give them a new smile, it was incredible. Like you see their face light up and it changes their confidence and their whole demeanor. Is there any procedures like that that made an impact that you just absolutely love now that you're in We
3: we had a team dentures course that we just completed. So we, um, before we like went off on our own to make dentures for patients, um, last year actually, in our sophomore year, we had a team dentures course, four of us per patient and so all four of us together, um, were making pa- we're making dentures for a patient. And we, because of the situation, we were unable, we were delayed in the delivery of our dentures mm. until about two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So, yeah. These four patients. And there's so many sob stories also because of COVID that I've heard from patients just waiting for crowns, dentures, everything. But so it was even more so rewarding for the patient that we just delivered two weeks ago, delivering those dentures to her, because I barely passed dentures. <laughs> like I barely passed that course. We had a, um, our first practical was a practice practical and I got a negative 31,
0: so
3: <laughs> <laughs> if that inspires anybody. You can get a negative 31 and jump up from that. Um, But yeah, when we delivered those to our patient, who I have a follow-up with coming up, um, it just, it was just amazing. I actually set up the operatory for her and I I was so afraid they were going to yell at me because I always am breaking those PPE rules, but I wanted her to have a good time when we delivered the dentures on delivery date. So I decorated our operatory for her like i just went to the dollar store like put up like streamers and decorations and everything and yeah she she was just so happy so and we took a picture like our group with her at the end so that experience made me go you know what all this work all the setting of the teeth and the struggle and getting video right Yeah, all of that is worth it, you know.
4: Border molding, do you have fun border molding?
3: Like what? Like (laughs) I'm I'm doing it. I'm like what? But, but I mean, I see, like I see the necessities of everything. But, but I also we had to adjust her denture so much at the end too, because so much gets changed in the acrylic after it's sent to the lab. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And still I'm making adjustments. So we still have a follow up and things like that. So, um, I see like why now all the work and all of it is necessary because it's, it's just like you want them to be completely comfortable and happy with it because they're the one living with it, not me.
1: Exactly. And it's so funny because the patient comes in and they're like, I got a little spot here. And like, All right, take it down. And then the next time they got another spot on the other side, and it's like infinite, you know, and, but once you finally get it to like a sweet spot, the patient just is there. You're like, you know, like a God to them. You're, you're the hero. And I just, it's such a great feeling.
3: And you see their face. They're like, they're like, oh, how'd you do that? Good job! Like, you got that. Like
1: you're impressing them. It's like it's like when you change the TV like input for oh, your, right. or your yeah. grandfather. Blown they're, away. They're, yeah. Like, how'd you do that? It's the same right. thing with the, with the dentures. Yeah. It's exactly. the same thing. Yeah. Little so, do they
4: know, you just needed that a little acrylic burr and rub it and right once or twice over <laughs> the spot, and they're good. Exactly. That's it. That's the only <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs> But Navahar, I need you to send me your practice address because if you're decorating rooms and stuff, I need you to be my dentist. Yes.
3: Yes, please. I am happy to treat anybody. That <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me feel good. It makes me feel good if I can like make someone feel special. Because because another group, another another thing too. I was a little bit. I wanted to make her happy because she was kind of jealous. Um, the week before a group across from us had delivered dentures and they were celebrating, they were so happy. And I was like, I got you next week, come in and I got you. So right. So we are happy.
1: That's so awesome. Now, Bahar, could you take us through, let's go back before dental school? Like what made you choose dentistry out of all things?
3: That question, it scares me so much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It really does. It really does because I don't, I hate to say that, like, I felt like I could have done anything, but I had a lot of things that I was passionate about, um, before dental school. So, um, in undergrad, I went to Emory for undergrad and I initially was really interested in their journalism department, um, because they have great connections with CNN and I was very, very, very like. Fascinated with that I grew up in Atlanta. CNN centers down there. Being able to intern there, I thought, oh, that's so cool. Um, and I started there. And the year I started, they actually shut down their journalism program. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. So that happened. <laughs> um, and I had a lot of like a, a lot of credits, AP credits from high school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my classes were also fulfilled. A lot of my requirements. Um, So I just went my first year and I started just taking random classes. Like I just picked some random classes and um, one of the random classes was a 300 level comparative literature course and first day I went in there fell in love with that, fell in love with that class Um, and I think like a week after i mean, you don't even have to declare a major until like sophomore year and a week after I declared my major in literature so so I had literature and I'm I'm like, mom, dad, I majored in literature. And I go home, I'm like, I I have like a sticker from like my literature major and I'm Middle Eastern and they're thinking to themselves, what?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> my mom couldn't even pronounce literature. She just like, what oh man. What is literature? My daughter, no. So <laughs> um, so Needless to say, it didn't impress my parents.
0: Right.
3: Um, but in addition to the literature degree, I went and declared a degree in a major in biology. Um, so I got that as well. And uh, I also like worked while I am an undergrad. We weren't the best, well off like family, so I also worked. Um, I worked in a pharmacy. Okay.
1: So I, okay.
3: Okay. I am gonna like study literature. And then, you know, I'll take that somewhere one day without my parents knowing, I'll write a book. <laughs> but, um, but also I'm gonna try pharmacy. So I worked in a, um, in a pharmacy for six years um, and I was just a farm tech. And the craziest thing is that every pharmacist I worked with and I love pharmacists and I respect them so much. And I worked with about like 10 different pharmacists during my career. But the ones that I worked with were like Bahar, no. They, they were like, you know um, we know you and your personality and you like to be with people all the time and like interact with people and you're back here filling prescriptions um And so I just like they kind of told me like you know maybe you should try something else and I you know I for the longest time I um, was, working in hospitals at the same time, like volunteering. I shadowed a little bit for dentists and doctors. Um, and I really really did like dentistry, but it wasn't until I like went to Iran, where, which is where my family is from. And um, I told one of my cousins, this is such a long story, I'm so sorry but i told one of
1: keep going please i told
3: one of my cousins like i can't really you know figure out if if like being a physician is for me or i'm really really interested in in dentistry it seems fun to make people smile make people happy and my my cousins in iran were shocked that that was even like a thing over here so Iran is actually one of the um, most underserved countries in terms of dentistry. And especially in rural areas, they, which is where my family is from, like in the villages and things like that, they don't even have practicing dentists. They just have like people kind of like tricks of the trade, kind of like hygienists who are performing dentistry for the people there when they need it. And that's really just like emergency care, like just extractions and things like that. And the fact that like my cousin who is like even kind of well off someone, a kid who's grown up, not too bad in Iran, didn't even know about like the necessity of brushing or flossing as as a kid, like she doesn't even know that that's important. It scared me. So, um, I would just, I would love to be able to like take this and practice here, but also volunteer my services over there throughout the year sometimes so that's like my main goal too it's like to just be able to help out over there um once i've settled myself um as a dentist in the u.s
4: that's so awesome
3: Trips would be great
4: no you hear that all the time i mean the stereotypical thing is the doctors without borders going over to other places but i mean there's dentists that do all kinds of stuff there's um there's another podcast uh, i can't remember the doctor's name but it's the passionate dentist podcast and he does a lot of mission trips and he Um, did a lot of cleft palate and cleft lip surgeries over in africa and over in europe and all kinds of places and i think that's phenomenal Mm -hmm. and then we actually um you speak of iran we actually had the chance to speak we remember dr alwan so dr tahrir alwan is from baghdad iraq um and we get to interview him and then you know really neat um and he's really interested in doing a lot of the same he went to school in georgia the country but he wants to come back to baghdad to do more work there and to, you know, kind of use, like he said the same thing. There's not really a lot of dentists and there's a lot of need. So he said he would really love to be able to bring that back.
3: Exactly. And you don't even know, like, I feel like just visiting and having like free clinic days like that in other countries, you can, I feel like you can leave a lot of impact, even if you're not there throughout the duration of the child's life or the, the community's lives, you can leave a lot of impact just with your presence and your messages and your education. Um, I feel like, you know, that in and of itself, because this is such a preventative disease.
1: It really is. You know, yeah. And
3: reversible in a sense, too. So,
1: I'm, nothing a drill can't fix, but yeah. you're right.
3: <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I know you guys want to make money. And I'm yeah. like, um, but yes.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. It's your boy, Matt Hams, back at it. And that'll do it for our, our part one episode with Bahar Jalalian, D3 from Dental College of Georgia. We had an awesome chat with her. We really enjoyed having her on. We hope you guys enjoy it. We hope you guys pick up a lot of information from her, whether it be from how dental students deal with COVID and trying to navigate with patient care through that or social media presence, whatever it may be. Uh, if there's anyone that you guys want to hear from or you guys want us to have on, shoot us a DM on Instagram. Let us know. we love to... You know, provide the content that you guys want. Let us know. We'll find them or we'll find somebody that can provide quality information and uh, we'll make it happen. So, as always, stay safe and bye-bye.